few days ago, back in April, I heard a story. Maybe you heard it too. Straight out of France. It's about a uh, defense company executive who gets surprised by a group of his buddies with a special uh, birthday gift. He rips the envelope open. It's a certificate. What's the certificate for? Well, it's a plane ticket. Really? Where am I going? Come here. We'll show you. So he jumps into the car with them. They, they're in northwest France, and they drive to a, to a base called uh, Saint-Désir. It's French Air Force. As they come driving up to that base, the guys all point at the same time. There's your plane ride. And sitting on the tarmac is this beautiful, small a fighter jet. The French call it the Dassault Rafale B. It can fly up to 870 miles an hour. <laughs> this guy looks at that. I'm going in that. <laughs> and of course, they're all smiling and nodding their heads. Uh, they later discovered that he had on a smartwatch that was reading his heart rate. And when they told him, that's the plane you're going on, that heart rate doubled just like that. Mine would have tripled. Can you imagine it? Going up in a fighter jet. <laughs> they are all smiling, and he, he just cannot hurt their feelings. So he, he swallows his fear of flying. He says, uh, yeah, 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 I'll go, I'll go. And so they take him into the back room. You know, the pilots meet with these, uh, these uh, civilian passengers, and they, they talk about what they're going to be doing, the maneuvers, and do this and do that and all. He gets a beautiful pilot jumpsuit, so he puts that jumpsuit on. He gets a super-duper helmet, has embedded uh, headphones and a microphone. They take him out. He climbs up those metal stairs. It's just a very narrow cockpit. Pilot sits in front. He's going to be right behind the pilot with the pilot's seat in his face, of course. And uh, he crawls in. And the attendant straps him in. And then the moment comes. There goes that, that canopy snaps shut. And then you can feel the pressure in your ears as, it, as the cabin pressurizes. And then there's this little bit of chit-chat between the pilot and his passenger as they're going through the checklist. Check, 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 check. Pilot looks out to the ground. Crew gives him a big thumb up. And they, they, they pull out this fighter jet onto the tarmac. It's going to be runway C. He talks to the passenger just before they take off. Uh, bonjour. Uh, good to have you on. You remember what we talked about. You're going to experience some G-forces as we take off. Don't worry about it. You'll get through that, and then we'll go up, and we'll have the ride of your life. And, of course, this guy is just scared spitless. And sure enough, when, they hit that, when he hits that throttle, and that jet is just racing down that runway, it's in the air. By the time they get into that thrust, they're at but they're at 3.7 G-force. Now, 3.7 G-force just throws you back against the seat. Your face goes, you've seen these pictures. And so, shoom. Then the, 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 uh, the pilot tips the nose heavenward. And as the plane goes up, the G-forces drop. And in fact, they actually went into a minus G-force, which means you're floating. So the passenger, somebody had forgotten to tighten his straps. They were not tight. And the passenger finds himself floating behind the pilot, and they're going straight into the heavens. And, and the pilot does one of these little maneuvers, you know, so the passenger grabs something to hold on to as the maneuver takes place, and he grabs the ejection lever. I'm telling you the truth. Boom! gone. He loses his helmet in the process. The whole canopy's gone. 
I imagine that pilot's looking in his rearview mirror. I don't know if they have rearview mirrors in the, these little uh, jets. He's looking in the rearview mirror. Good night, sir. Where is the guy? The pilot's back. He's back to base. Everybody's out on the tarmac now. All the generals, everybody. Here comes this little fortunately parachute deployed cockpit with the passenger on it slowly down to earth. All's well that ends well. Can you believe that? I heard that story and I said to myself, you know what? That is the perfect metaphor for you, the class of 2020. I mean, you think about it. Here you are on the ride of your life. We're coming up to the final weeks of your much anticipated graduation when somebody pulls the ejection lever and you are, you are gone. In fact, I was sitting with you in that chapel Thursday. You remember that Thursday morning? We have the president up front. We have the provost up front. They're giving this, this long announcement about what's about to happen, which can be reduced to one single word hyphenated in English. Goodbye. Shoo. And you were gone in less than 24 hours. I couldn't believe how, this, how, how our campus emptied. And it was awful. I came back the next day. It's just like, it's like a ghost town. Yep. And here we all are, right now, all of us, locked down, as tight as that, that cockpit canopy, all dressed up and nowhere to go. Some of you, come on, you can admit it to me, just the two of us, you still have your pajamas on. That's okay. You'll never be able to do this again. You might as well do it in pajamas. But here we are. Your dreams are on hold. Your graduation plans sort of have been deferred. You are the only class in the history of Andrews University to ever be locked down in a global pandemic. Unbelievable. Which is why we're so proud of you, by the way. You know what? Like troopers, you just said, okay, let there be a national educational paradigm shift. Every, every university in the land has shifted to online. You went into the online. You, you did it cheerfully. You, there could have been a little bit of grumbling under your breath. I don't know about how it's like taking an online, online class. I can tell you how it's like teaching it because we were in the middle of a class and boom, now I've got 17 faces on a Zoom screen, 18 of us online. Ay, 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 ay. It is not what any of us were planning on. But you know what? You didn't quit. I repeat it again. We are so proud of you. And guess what? You're not the only one. You're not alone. I'm thinking of what happened. Exactly the same as happened to you, to a young man, just weeks, just like you, before his graduation, all his dreams in tow. And everybody say, wow, this kid, this kid is going to make it big. Just like they've been saying about you. When, and this is true, true story, somebody pulls the ejection lever and shoo, that kid is gone. I mean, G-O-N-E. He's gone. No graduation. No more dreams. No more being a kid. Because, because that's what crises do. Overnight, you go from kid to adult. They, they're calling this the, the, the accelerated maturation. It takes place in a world that is still wobbling. Ready yet to veer radically this way, veer that way. We, who knows where this thing ends? None of us does. But the kid in the story... The one with the dreams, shattered. Graduation, gone. But when he wakes up, it wasn't a dream. When he wakes up, he's a slave. Yeah, I'm talking about slave. You know, you know uh, uh, 
shackles on the wrists, sold to the highest bidder. Yeah, that's, that's the one. The dark world. We now step into the dark world of this young man who lives with a broken and battered horizon. That's all that's left. It's the story of Joseph. Everybody knows the story. It's one of, one of the great stories in all of Scripture. But in his story, there's one line that shimmers in that jagged and broken-edged tale. And I want to go to that one line because I think it has everything to do with you and me too, by the way. And I'm not, I'm not graduating or doing anything. Okay, so it's Book of Beginnings. It would be the Book of Genesis. Let's go to it. Book of Genesis, chapter 39. What chapter? 39. Don't forget this line. You will not forget it once you read it. Genesis 39. The line is going to be verse 2, but we're going to read verse 1 first. All right, Genesis 39, verse 1, just to get the background here. Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Oh, we know the story. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, brought him, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. Envious, jealous stepbrothers sold him. As a slave. Now here comes the line. Verse 2, Genesis 39. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. That's right, the Lord. That would be the capital, all caps, L O R D, Lord. And when it's L-O-R-D in all caps, it's the Yahweh Lord. This is the covenant-keeping God. This is the dream-fulfilling God of detours. And the Lord was with Joseph. One line. Little does Joseph know, little does anybody know, that this is the beginning of a 13-year detour. 13 years. Joseph and Yahweh. The God who, when every dream is shattered... The God who, when every hope is vanquished, is still the same God who's with you. That's the God beside Joseph. The, the Old Testament scholar, uh, Gerhard von Rad, put it this way. I like this. Focusing on the word with, in that uh, line in the Hebrew, the Lord was with Joseph. On the word with, von Rad writing, obviously the statement, Yahweh was with Joseph implies quite real protection and promotion in matters of his external life, but not, to be sure, protection from distress, Mm-mm. but rather protection in the midst of distress. The fact that God has journeyed with you into this unbelievable pandemic hardly relieves you of the distress that you've been going through, just trying to process all of this. I mean, what am I supposed to do now, huh? What about graduate school? Or should I apply for a job? But how can I apply for a job when everybody's locked down? How can I apply for a job now and get the job I'm looking for, hoping for, when the economy has, when the bottom has fallen out of the economy? Just because the God of Joseph walks beside him doesn't deliver him from the distress. Nope. God being with us doesn't remove the stress, the distress of survival. But what it does do, the presence of God with us, is what gives us survival in the midst of distress. So you're going to get through this. I'm absolutely confident you will. We're all going to get through this. We know we will. Why? Well, what we just read. Jesus is with us. In fact, i got to tell you this. That line 
from the life of Joseph in Genesis is the last line on the lips of Jesus in Matthew. Identical line. Same Lord, by the way. The incarnated Lord of Genesis now is the one who speaks the last line. The equivalent of Genesis 39.2 is in Matthew 28.20. Everybody knows Matthew 28.20 begins, you know, in verse 18, go into all the world and make disciples. Go, 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 go. That's what we sing. Every baccalaureate Sabbath, we were having this at Pioneer. Our minister of music, he'd be at that pipe organ. Nobody's in the church right now. He'd be at that pipe organ. He'd be playing the hymn, go forth, go forth with Christ. Every baccalaureate service for years has ended with that same hymn. Go into all the world. But now notice verse 20. Ah, and I surely, now listen to this. Now this is the NIV, so it goes this way. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And the Lord was with Joseph. That's the Genesis line. What's the Jesus line? And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Wow, what's the big deal about all this? I'll tell you what the big deal is. This is the only way you're going to survive this pandemic beyond today. You say, Dwight, how long is this thing going to last? Nobody knows. How can we possibly know? But the only way you and I are going to survive is this idea of God is with us. And by the way, I checked it out in the Greek, the language of Matthew, when it says, I'm with you always. The actual Greek reads, I'm with you all the days. I'm with you all the days. All the nights, all the days, I'm with you. Uh, Frederick Dale Bruner, in his marvelous commentary, two-volume commentary on the book of Matthew, he writes, describing these words. I can't put them on the screen for you, but just put them, on your, put them in your mind. Just, just contemplate these. So he's writing about these words. I'm quoting him now. Jesus' words, all the days, means that it's not just most days that he's with us. Nope, nope, nope. Means that it's not just the good days that he is with us. Doesn't mean it's the days that his followers, you and I, feel spiritually fit. Or the days when, oh, fortunately, we've prayed enough. Now he's with us. No, 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 no. On all days, here's what it means. Bruner's telling us, but on all days, Jesus is present with you and me. Much more faithful to us than we are to him. In fact, the English, he writes, in modern English, we could actually translate this phrase to read it. Jesus saying this, and look, 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 he said, look, I myself am right there with you every single day of your life, even if you don't realize it. I'm with you always, every day, every night, whatever it is that you're going to have to go through in the days ahead, and I have no idea. Whatever it is that keeps you awake in the dark, those worries, those anxieties, whatever it is that the doctor has pronounced over you, whatever it is that's going to happen with your dwindling cash flow being the reality you're living with now, whatever it is, the promise is sure, I will always, every day, every night, I will always, to the very end of the age, be with you. Now look, truth in advertising, all right? We've got to be honest. For Joseph, that meant, even though the Lord was with him, for Joseph, that meant 13 long years in slavery and in prison, all right? You may end up in some, yourself, in some unforeseen detour, but don't give up. You can't give up. I am with you always, day and night. Look, for some, 
like Moses. It's not just a 13-year detour. It's 40 years of detour, wandering around a desert. But lo, I am with you always, even to the end. It's like they say in the, in, in the um, army, hurry up and wait. Detour, detour. Come on, I have this, these dreams. As soon as I graduate, I'm going to do this, then I'm going to go here, then my career will go here. Bum, 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 bum. Now, what do I live? How do I live with this detour? Hurry up and wait. It's God's waiting room. Lo, I'm with you always. For John the Baptist, you know what that meant? A life cut short. For some of you, tragically enough, it could mean a life cut short. But yet the promise remains. I am with you always, every day, every night, until the end of the age. That's all we can know. Whatever it is, Jesus will be with us to the end of the world. You say, Dwight, come on. Does this really mean like the, the, the end, end of the world? Yep, that's exactly what he's saying. Yo, Dwight, what do you believe? Do you think the world, end, the end is coming soon? I believe that we are closer to the return of Jesus than we dared believe eight weeks ago. That's what I believe. I believe the world is ending sooner than later. That doesn't have to make you uncomfortable. That doesn't have to bother you. But it does compel me to end with this. I want to just talk to you. I also believe that God has plans for your life. I'm talking about you. Everyone, forget everybody else. Besides, we're not sitting around looking at each other. We're all locked down in our own rooms anyway. But God has plans for you, special plans. It's no accident that you took what you took here at Andrews University. It's no accident that you began to prepare for that career that's been your dream. You began right here on this campus. Your dreams may have changed because of this pandemic, but guess what? God's plans for you have not changed. Uh Uh-uh. It's no accident that the pandemic struck at this moment in your life. It's no accident, by the way, that the pandemic struck at this moment in Earth's journey to the end. No. Somebody has pulled the lever. We've been injected into a story we never imagined. But not to despair. Mm -mm. God has promised, Lo, I'm with you always. Yeah, but what am I supposed to do next then? Well, here's what I would suggest. Just thinking of what, what, what happens beyond graduation. Wait. Yeah, there's, there's no rush. You wait. And while you're waiting, you pray. Oh, man, I would expect the pastor to give me that kind of counsel. No, 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 I'm seriously. You pray. Uh, this little classic, Steps to Christ. There's a line in it. I'm going to just... I'll leave it with you. This is page 70. There's a little, uh, little book. Each morning, okay? Speaking of praying. Each morning, consecrate yourself to God for that day. Surrender all your plans to Him to be carried out or given up as His providence shall indicate. Every morning. Hey, God. 
I'm really not quite sure what's happening. I'm thinking about this, and I've sent off, a, I've sent off an application blank there, and I'm applying for this job here. But what I want to do, guys, is just put all this in your hands. Nail-scarred hands. Jesus, you lived only one day at a time all the way through that three-and-a-half very public life, three-and-a-half years of very public living. I want to live the same way. You trusted in the Father? I'm going to trust in you, Jesus. You said, I'm with you always, every night, every day, until the world ends. I put the plans in your hands. You tell me, do I go this way or do I go that way? I'll wait on you. And then I'll step out with a faith that I can muster, confident that whichever way I go, you will be with me always, night and day, to the end of the world. You make a decision like that. You begin every day after this quasi uh, graduation weekend, as it were, you begin every day placing your plans in the nail-scarred hands of the Savior who says, Yo, boy, yo, girl, I will be with you always, night and day, to the end of the world. And He will. And the dreams that you had, you fi- you'll find out one day that they not only had all of God's fingerprints over the dreams, but He has reshaped them into an ending you never could have imagined in all your life. Just look at Joseph. Just look at Jesus. I have a card that I've kept for 22 years. I mean, can you imagine that? I got it right here. It's, it's you know, it's got... You can tell my my hands have gone to this card often over these 22 years just to kind of read it again. I'll show you the card. It's a beautiful card. It's a little dog-eared, but you see see the uh, eagle there. Beautiful eagle soaring. Mm -hmm. And there's a little bit of prose at the bottom. I want to read you that prose because that's what's driven me to this card time and again in my own journey, wondering what's next. Where do we go from here? So here are the words. This is good. When you come to the edge of all the light you know, well, that happens to be where you and I are right now. We can't see a moment beyond this moment. When you come to the edge of all the light you know and are about to step off, so there's an edge and it's straight down. Ooh, we don't know what's beyond this edge. When you come to the edge of all the light you know and are about to step off into the darkness of the unknown. Can't see, can't see, can't know, can't know. Faith, when you come to that edge, faith is knowing one of two things will happen. Here goes. There will be something solid to stand on. You step off that edge. You don't go careening to the bottom. You step onto something solid. There will be something solid to stand on or... Here's the other one. You will be taught how to fly. Oh, I love that. Lo, I'm with you always. Every night, every day, until the end of the world. You've come to an edge, haven't you? Don't be afraid. There'll either be something solid to step on in the darkness ahead, 
or I'm going to teach you, girl. I'm going to teach you, boy. I'm going to teach you how to fly. And you will fly as you have never flown before. Wow. That's the future. That's the future that Jesus walks into with you right now. Hallelujah. And amen. Let's pray. Oh God, that is a wild thought. Like Joseph, when we come to the edge, we can't see a blooming thing. It's dark. What's below the edge? Like Jesus, when we come to the edge and we can't see a single thing, it's dark. Thank you for the promise. Thank you for the promise of the Savior who is with Joseph and who promises to be with us. And lo, I'm with you all the days and all the nights to the very end of the world. So walk with me. Step over that edge. You will either find something solid to stand on or I will teach you how to fly. Dear Jesus, go with the class of 2020 right now. We pray in your name. Amen.